Good evening, ladies and germs, boys and girls, children and senior citizens all over the world. It is I, Rodimus Prime, here on this very special edition of Prime Talk with Rodimus Prime here on this Wednesday night, June 17, 2020. On tonight's episode, yes, I am recording this at night here on not here at 9.35 p.m. Central Time. On tonight's episode, I will talk about... Um, WWE Backlash. Yes, this is a review of WWE Backlash from this past Sunday on the WWE Network. Uh, honestly, I thought it was, eh, it was meh. The show was okay. I mean, there were a couple matches and a couple things that I could have done. I could have done without, and there were some matches that were pretty damn good, including, uh, as they called it, the greatest wrestling match ever. I will talk about that later. It was a good match between Randy Orton and Edge, but it was certainly not the greatest wrestling match ever. Um, I will definitely have a rant of the week. I know I haven't done rant of the week much this year on the podcast, but I will have a rant of the week on that bullshit between the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits, in which it was supposed to be a Raw Tag Team Championship match, and I will tell you how I feel about those championships and the division in general. Um, but anyway, this is the midpoint of the week, as they call it, hump day. Hope everybody's week has gone pretty good. Uh, hope many of you, I hope many of you out there, hope your weekend goes pretty swell. Um, I mean, depending on what plans you have, I mean, what plans do y'all have? That is the question. Me, I'm going to be at work, so I'm going to be making that money, money, yeah, yeah. But enough of all the crazy talk, enough of all the small talk, let's talk about WWE Backlash this past Sunday on the WWE Network at, of course, where else, the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Now, we kicked off the show with the WWE United States Championship match. Now, originally on the card, it was supposed to be on the main card, but this got bumped down to the pre-show. Why? I have no earthly idea. Anyway, it was Apollo Crews, the current champion, taking on former champion Andrade. I thought this match was alright. You know, it was nothing spectacular. I felt like um, if they had a, if they had more time, it could have been more than what it was worth. Uh, of course, Andrade had Angel Garza and Zelita Vega by his side. Kevin Owens with his uh, sleeveless shirt and his necktie. He came down the ringside on commentary to observe the action. Uh, during the match, Angel Garza got involved, but Kevin Owens hit him with a stunner. Apollo Crews ended up winning with a roll-up, if you will. Um, he is still your United States champion. 7 minutes, 25 seconds. I gave this a 2 out of 5. At first, I gave it a 3, but I, kinda, but I ended up bumping it down. Good match. Uh, short match, but... You know, it is what it is. Apollo is still your champ. He retains two out of five. We kicked off the main show with the triple threat tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships as Sasha Banks and Bayley, or as I'm as they call her now, Bayley Dos Belts. Uh, she's the current SmackDown Women's Champion. They took on the former champs, the Iconics, and team that lost the championships, also the former champions, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Now, during this match, they had three women in the ring, being it was a triple threat tag team match, which I thought was cool. Honestly, I thought the match was good. I was not expecting this match to be good. 
Uh, I wasn't excited to see this match, however, but I felt like the match turned out good, better than what I expected. Um, this match was just all over the place, if you will. All three teams went out there, you know, they somewhat tore the house down, they, you know, they did what they could, um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they were doing everything they can to get back those belts, being the former two-time champs, the Iconics were looking to get the championships back around their waist and become two-time champions, and side note here, Sasha Banks and Bayley will defend against the Iconics this upcoming Monday night on Raw, the Iconics made a challenge, and Sasha and Bailey accepted on Bailey's birthday, which was Monday. But getting back to the match, you know, it was good. You know, I was very surprised by this match. However, Sasha and Bailey still remain your women's tag team champions in 8 minutes, 50 seconds, 3 out of 5. The next match, we had Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. Now, these two have been uh, at each other's necks for the last couple weeks. La well, last few weeks, last couple months, rather. Sheamus is trying to, um, what's this I'm trying to say? He's trying to ruin the comeback, if you will, of one Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is on this uh, comeback tour, and he's doing the best that he can to uh, um, erase the demons, if you will, on this comeback tour. Uh, he beat Sheamus in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament, and Sheamus was not happy about that. You know, we all saw the segment on SmackDown, which was pure garbage by the way and i did not see it but i heard about it uh this this turned out good this was what i expected of these two these two can do no wrong these two can go out there and have one hell of a match um sheamus during the match was getting very frustrated he was getting very frustrated because he could not put jeff hardy away jeff of course had the crowd on his side he was getting a little frustrated because he couldn't put sheamus away so towards the end of the match, Jeff Hardy decided to skip on the barricade, and he got a bro kick to the face. And I'm sure that did not feel good. Sheamus put him away with another bro kick, and he picked up the W in this match. So Sheamus, with two bro kicks, beats Jeff Hardy in 16 minutes, 50 seconds, a 3 out of 5. Next, we had the Raw Women's Championship on the line as Nia Jax challenged Asuka. I mean... It was Oscar versus Nia Jax. I picked I, I picked Oscar to win, and you know I really wasn't excited about this match. You know Oscar, you know they they played this up as like a as like a um, David versus Goliath female type match. I wasn't I wasn't surprised that Oscar won. Um, it the, the match was what it was. Unfortunately. This ended in a double countout. Yes, this ended in a double countout. So, yeah, this, 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 I, I hated the ending. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, Asuka, however, is still your Raw Women's Champion. The first defense since somewhat winning the championship at Money in the Bank. Eight minutes, 25 seconds, two out of five. I, it, it was a match, I guess. It, it was a match. I hated the ending because, again, it ended in a double countout. The next match was a two-on-one handicap match for the Universal Championship as Braun Strowman defended against The Miz and John Morrison. Uh, the Miz and Morrison came out there and they premiered their new music video, Hey, 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 Ho, Ho, or whatever you call it. I don't know what type of vibe they were going in, 
but um, I did not enjoy this. I I really I really I what I take that back. I thought the music video was funny, even though I could have done without. But these two went out there and just really looked like a bunch of losers. And we didn't know that during the show that whoever pinned Strowman, whether it be uh, the Miz or John Morrison, that person would be the sole Universal Champion. No co-Universal Champion. No, none of that. You know, you're not going to cut the belt in half like Lay Cool did with the women's title back in the day. Whoever got the pin on Braun Strowman was going to be the one and only Universal Champion. Um, honestly, this was just like the women's match. It was a match. This was one match I was not looking forward to. Um, as far as the Universal Championship is concerned, I, you know what? Is, is this the best that they can do? Like, seriously, is this the best that they could do? I mean... You got Morrison and Miz out there looking like a bunch of chumps. You got Braun Strowman as your champion. I'm not even excited about it. I really don't even care. That's just basically how I feel about the whole thing. And honestly, I I don't know what else to say. This run that Braun Strowman is on right now is just pure garbage. This ain't cutting it, bro. This ain't it, Chief. That's all I got to say. This ain't it, Chief. Um... Like I said, I don't know what else to really say about this match. I was really, really, really not interested in this match. Of course, Braun Strowman won. I mean, what else can I say? 7 minutes, 20 seconds, 1 out of 5. Easily the worst match of the night. Um, We had the WWE Championship on the line. Now, this was a match I was looking forward to. This was one of the matches, probably the only match on the card that I was looking forward to for real. It was Drew McIntyre defending against Bobby Lashley with MVP by his side. Now MVP, he's been kind of he's been kind of getting in the head, if you will, of Bobby Lashley. He's trying to separate himself from Lana. Uh, another side note: he told Lana that he wanted a divorce, so eventually he's going to get his divorce. And finally, they can end this dumb storyline. And finally, they can get rid of this storyline that they've been having him and Lana do for, what, the last five, six months? Or whatever the case may be. I mean, it was pure garbage from the start, so why even keep it going now? Point being is, this was a damn good match. Like I said, this was the only match on the card that I was looking forward to. Bobby Lashley, he pulled every trick in the book to um, get rid of Drew McIntyre. To win the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre just he fought back, he fought back, he fought back. This was a dog fight. Let's just say that this was a pure dog fight between two horses. And with the championship on the line, I was really interested. I was really invested in this match. The only thing I hated about this this match was Lana coming down to the ring. She got on the apron. She told the referee. He cheated, Some, you know, somebody cheated, I don't know who cheated, whatever, I don't know what she was talking about, but the point is, is she tried to stick her nose where it didn't belong, and it cost her dearly because she got knocked down, she landed on MVP, Drew hit a Claymore on Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre is still your WWE Champion, and I can tell you this, Bobby Lashley nor MVP were happy about the outcome, so, you know... Good thing they're getting rid of this already. Um, Drew, however, 
retained the championship in 13 minutes, 50, 15 seconds. I gave this a four. Like I said, I was really invested in this match. I love every bit of this match except the ending. So, yeah, Drew is still on this awesome run. Bobby Lashley, I really felt like it didn't hurt him. You know, of course, he's still going to be in that title picture. Hopefully, sooner than later, they'll actually put the belt on him. But as far as Drew is concerned, you know, you might as well say the right man won. You know, of course, he, of course they weren't going to take the title off him quick. So, you know, yeah, the right man won. Good match. Okay. I want to take a deep breath here. Because I have a lot to say about this. And this was the only, this was the only thing that I skipped during the show. It was this nonsense with the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits. Now, they advertised this as a Raw Tag Team Championship match. The Street Profits defending against I against Viking Raiders. I almost said their names. I almost said their names. I had to stop myself. But the point being is, this was the only thing that I skipped on this pay-per-view. I heard about it. I saw the stories and whatnot. Akira Tozawa got involved and whatnot. This was pure garbage. And this is my rant of the week. This was straight pure garbage. Why did they put this on the show? Why? What was the point? I don't understand. This is this is how bad the tag team division in WWE as a whole is when they have to do shit like this. Now, I love the Street Profits. I like the Viking Raiders. I love the Viking Raiders. Back when they were a war machine. But as far as the Street Profits are concerned, I will be so happy once those belts come off of them. Because to me, their title reign has been crappy. It's been trash. You know, they're a good team and, you know, they've had some fun with the Viking Raiders and all that type of shit. But I want to see some matches. I want to see some damn matches. This ain't cutting it. And I don't... Listen, whoever came up with this should be drug tested. Whoever, why did Vince even approve of this? Whoever wrote this and came up with this should automatically be drug tested. And if they fail, they should be fired immediately. This did not be, this did not need to be on the show. This did not need to be on TV. I could have done without. Say this shit for Monday Night Raw. The shit that they've been doing with the basketballs and the axes and... Yeah, you know, some people find that funny. And I'm not knocking nobody for liking this stuff. But me personally, I don't like it. I think it is straight trash. And I will be so happy when all of this between these two teams is over. O-V-E-R, over. With five exclamation marks. I want it to be over. Done with. Goodbye. I don't want to see it anymore. This had no business being on the Backlash pay-per-view. And this is the very reason why I skipped it. Because I did not want to watch this nonsense. And plus it was in cinematic action. At this point, stuff like this, I don't want to see it in cinematic form. I don't want to see it at all. Some people liked it, some people didn't. I'm in the crowd of people who didn't like this shit. Because it did not serve a purpose. And that is my rant of the week. The tag team division as a whole in WWE 
Raw and SmackDown is straight abysmal. It is straight dumpster fire. Again, I love the Street Profits. I love Viking Raiders. But when it comes to those Street Profits and the belts, I want those belts off of them ASAP. Please, for the love of God, I don't care if the Viking Raiders win them again. I don't care. You barely have tag teams as it is. But please get those belts off of them and end this crap now. Oh, Jesus. But again, that is my rant of the week. Now, let's get to the main event. This is what they called the greatest wrestling match ever. Edge versus Randy Orton. Um, they've literally just drove, they literally drove that tagline into the ground. They've literally beat this in our heads. And I can honestly say with the hype and the build that they've had for this match, this was not going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. I was not looking forward to this prior to Backlash, but when I watched it, I was impressed. Why? Because it's Randy Orton and his Edge. Look at the history these two have had together. You know, they were rated RKO. They were tag team champions. Uh, they've been multiple tag team champions before. They've won every major title that there is in WWE. The Intercontinental title, the U.S. title, uh, Royal Rumble, Money in the Bank, World Champion, WWE Champion. They've done it all. They have, solidi they have solidified themselves as pure legends in the WWE. They have solidified themselves as pure legends, as bona fide legends in the professional wrestling business alone. These two have gone out there and, you know, they they put themselves up there as two of the best of all time. The two of the best that ever did it. And Edge, you know, coming off a nine-year hiatus, that says a lot about him. Randy Orton has basically said, you're old and you can't beat me anymore. So anyway, they come down to the ring. They're in the ring. They bring down the old school microphone that... Uh, the late, great Howard Finkel used to have back in MSG. Uh, Charles Robinson was the referee. He had the old school blue shirt on with the bow tie. You know, I thought that was cool. Uh, the crowd was into the match. Of course, they piped in crowd noise. That's the thing. They piped in crowd noise. I thought it was wonky, but at the same time, I liked it. You know, of course, the This Is Awesome chant, they piped that in. Along with the 10, 15 people in the audience at the performance center. But the thing is, I mean, Edge is trying to Edge was trying to um, what's the word I'm looking for? Find his footing, if you will, in the match. Uh, as they were doing drop downs and all that stuff, leapfrogs, Edge tripped, and you know he was kind of questioning himself. You know, at one point, uh, he slipped out of the ring. Randy Orton tried to catch him. And Randy Orton hit a boot to the face, which I thought was cool. Randy Orton got busted open during the match the hard way. Um, other than Smack, other than this dumbass tagline, the greatest wrestling match ever, I honestly thought this match was pretty damn good. A little long, but it was pretty damn good. Uh, Randy Orton hit two RKOs. Edge hit a spear. Um, closing moments of the match were really intense. Randy Orton won with a punt. The old school Randy Orton punt to the head. That's how he beat Edge. 
and Randy Orton ended up winning the match in 44 minutes and 25 seconds, four out of five. And Edge unfortunately got hurt. Um, apparently, he's out with a torn pec. He's probably going to be out, you know, close to a year. But other than that, this this match did not disappoint. Minus the tagline, this match did not disappoint. Now, again, will I sit here and say that this was the greatest wrestling match ever? Of course not. I'm not going to sit here and say that this was the greatest wrestling match ever. This was not the greatest wrestling match of all time. It was a pretty damn good match, but it wasn't the greatest. I've seen some great wrestling matches outside of WWE from other promotions, even back in the day. I've seen great wrestling matches from Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact, uh, NXT, um, even back in the day, WCW, ECW. I was binge watching on ECW a while back, and they had some pretty damn good matches. They had some pretty damn good matches on ECW TV. The original ECW, not that bullshit WWE did. But the point being is, they really went overboard with this. But the match delivered, so technically, I really can't complain. You know, I really can't complain. I enjoyed it. Again, a little too long for my enjoyment, but for the most part, it turned out pretty damn good. So... Yeah, that's how I feel about the so-called greatest wrestling match ever. Um, Honestly, like I said at the top of the show, this pay-per-view was meh. Minus that stupid Street Profits, Viking Raiders nonsense bullshit. I I, I felt like the, the, the pay-per-view itself was meh. That's the best I could say. Superstar matches and overall ratings. Superstars of the night go to Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. I meant to write him down. Randy Orton and Edge. Matches of the night go to the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Hardy versus Sheamus, McIntyre versus Lashley, and Orton versus Edge. Overall, I have to give it a mediocre two and a half out of five. Overall, pay-per-view rating. Um... There were a couple good matches on this card, but overall, eh, I mean, it was a pay-per-view. Uh, the next pay-per-view they have is Extreme Rules. That's the next pay-per-view they have coming up next month. I forgot the date. I saw it, but the, I can't remember the date, but yeah. Extreme Rules is the next pay-per-view, and I'm sure they're going to push hard to do SummerSlam in Boston, but I don't see that happening. SummerSlam at the PC. Book it. That's how I see it. Um, anyway, that is my review of WWE Backlash 2020 from this past Sunday. Uh, I will do a review, however, of the New Japan Cup. I'm caught up with the first two days of the New Japan Cup. Um, some great stuff that I've seen thus far. I will be watching day three tomorrow before I head into work. I will say, if you missed day two, you need to go watch it, especially that Yuji Nagata Minoru Suzuki match. I will talk more about that later in my review. That is one stiff ass, hard hitting match between two legends in the professional wrestling business, two legends in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I suggest you go watch that match as well as the other matches from day one and day two. So be on the lookout for my review. I'm going to talk about it as much as I can of the New Japan Cup. Um, the winner will, uh, the finals will be on July 11th in, in Osaka, Joe Hall. The winner of the New Japan Cup 
will face Tetsuya Naito at Dominion the next night on the 12th in Osaka, Joe Hall. So I will be tuned in for the time being that this tournament is going on. Uh, no fans in attendance due to the pandemic and all that, which is understandable. So I will keep you up to speed, if you will, as far as the New Japan Cup is concerned. But other than that, like I said, this is my review of WWE Backlash 2020. I am Rodimus Prime. You all have a good night. Have a blessed night. And I will see you guys next time. Yeah.